ST-321, code clearance blue. We're starting our approach to deactivate the security shield. Hi, I'm Paul and I'm with my mate James and welcome to Code Clearance Blue, a show where we discuss all things Star Wars from our home here in the UK. We would be honoured if you would join us. I've been looking forward to this. Hello everybody, welcome to a new episode of Code Clearance Blue with me James and Paolo in the house as well. Uh, we're back, lots going on again this week. It's uh, it's We're quite spoiled, aren't we, Paolo, at the moment, to... Two series on at the go, concurrent. Yeah, yeah, that's been a really good week. I mean, um, so on the same day. So it's like, as as we spoke last week, you prioritise, you know, because obviously mid-season with Bad Batch, you go with that first and I go with Mando first and then catch up on the other ones. But yeah, that's been really, really, really good. Yeah, we're like crossing text messages. Have you watched it yet? Yeah. Have you watched <laughs> it yet? Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, all right, well, you let me know when you've watched yeah, and I'll tell you when I've watched yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trying to squeeze it in. Mando, definitely, I get. I was lucky this week again. I eight o'clock. I don't know. To eight o five showing, am. So that was good. Got it done out of the way, and then I had to sort of watch it again. So I watched it again around about sort of midday when I had a little slot. Sort of just because there was a lot. Of, I mean, we'll talk about it in a minute, but there's a lot of talking, a lot of detail. Do you know what I mean? I just sort of wanted to pick up about the planet and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. I've only watched um, each one of them once, so um, I've got the broad strokes, but you might be able to fill in a little bit more of the detail. I was just um, mega busy on Wednesday, so I've, I got the Bad Batch done as soon as uh, everyone had left the house, and then I stuck Mando on early afternoon with a bit of lunch. So uh, just in case my boss is listening, I was, it's definitely lunchtime. Yeah, I noticed that they didn't put the full title up. Yeah, that's a little, little mistake. It's up there now, isn't it? Um, I thought it'd be like mistake. a big spoiler. I thought it'd be a big spoiler. Yeah, he but. dies. Or something. <laughs> Qui Gon's funeral. Uh, <laughs> Din's funeral. Brilliant. Um, he nearly. I mean, bloody. Hell, he wanted to die in this episode, didn't he? For like, how much mm. rescuing does that one man need? I know. All in that one location as well. Bloody. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's busy. Um, yeah. No, it's. Uh, as a, I thought it was a really, really good app as well. He, he I was, I was, I was slightly concerned only purely because you know, like in the other two series, he does some stays on mission, and then the next episode he gets distracted with a side mission. Mm. And I thought he's not going to go to Mandalore this episode. He's going to get a little, little nugget of yeah, the old King of Navarro comes in, and there he is, old Carl. He goes, I've got a little side mission for you. And he goes, all right, I'll get distracted. And then we have to wait another episode till we actually see Mandalore again. But actually, he didn't get distracted this time. He stayed on mission, which was really good. That was really good. I mean, he tried to give himself a side mission in the first episode, didn't he? Because he was like, no, I need IG-11. So yeah. I'm going to go and look <laughs> to the part. Yeah. Maybe he did go to the side mission, but then old, what's her name, just shut it down. No, 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 that's no part. Never going to get it here. Have this little red unit. Oh, hello, we've seen him before. <laughs> Mate, yeah, big mate, big up R five. Honestly, R five. There he is. I love, I love that. He's he's one of my underrated characters from the original trilogy. Yeah, you know what I mean. And if it wasn't for him blowing that motivator, the whole course of everything could have been completely different. <laughs> That's it. That's it. He clearly doesn't have the, um, you know, the same kind of guts as R two does. You know what I mean? Like, he's, nah. yeah, he's a bit, he's a bit, he's a bit like a bit shady. He doesn't want to get involved in the action. No, nah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But um, yeah, so we start we start off the episode um, with him travelling to everyone's favourite planet, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And there's a little festival going on. Yeah, old, uh, I like, I like boat, how boat to Eve. Right. Yeah, and it's kind of like because that was in that was in Man- Menace, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, because that's they called yeah. it the Bunta Eve Classic, Bunta didn't Eve. they? The race, yes. the pod race. Yeah. So obviously they they're showcasing that. She said, I think she said it was like a week long celebration mm, um yeah so it's like a proper big thing i mean i was <laughs> i was thinking to myself the air traffic control people must be having a nightmare with all them fireworks going off because like ships just come in wherever they want that's it it's just yeah there's no it's just do what you want and if you if you land safely you not land safely if you don't yeah, you but, don't 
when <laughs> when the bin pulls out of the out of the the, yeah. the, the circle, it's just like as if he's under attack. It's like, yeah. <laughs> hold on a minute, I'm just trying to get myself off well, dear. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I loved the little discussion beforehand with her and sort of the Greedo, sort of not Greedo, but obviously you know um, that kind of race, and then um, the Jar was obviously doing the rip off thing that they'd done in the Obi Wan, didn't they? Like nick some bits of his ship and resell it back to him, and yeah. she's part of it, and then suddenly like, oh okay, Obi Wan clocked that way, clocked that, you know, he clocked that. 30 years ago that trick yeah yeah <laughs> those jowers are not not to be trusted mate not to be trusted really although good. that did reaffirm to me the stereotype of a dodgy garage dealer though do you know what yeah. i mean yeah i didn't like that because i was like i've been done over in real life by a dodgy <laughs> <garage."> <laughs> that's true brought it all flooding back i was like no <laughs> i'm gonna have to pause it <laughs> i was quite close to i mean if they were jowers i'd probably like mellow on it a bit more but no <laughs> We've all lost those parts. We've we've all been told four months, mate. <laughs> she said in the first, "Oh, that's gonna take ages." It's boat to Eve. It's gonna take ages. I can't yeah. get the parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She can't get any parts. She can't get IG Elevens. She can't get this no. piece of parts. You know what I mean? I know. But yeah, she's she just gave him the old R four unit and sorry R five unit and uh, off off she off he went. And um, did you see? Did you remember that little dig? I got the second time around. I was like, oh, are you here to see the hut? Are the huts back? You taking that Boba Fett? Like, <laughs> I didn't know if that was a dig at Boba Fett or like the series Boba Fett or, you know what I mean? Like, or, like what we're all sort of thinking about him being there all the time and it, or whether it was just a genuine her being. So, oh, if she was just genuine, you know, it was written like that. Yeah, I, I, I did pick that up, actually, because I, I rewound it at the time because I was like, hold on a minute, she, she just mentioned Boba Fett. So I rewound it because I missed the beginning. And then she was like, oh, are, you, are the huts back in town? And I was like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Nice little call back there. Nice little trying call to, back. Trying to weave it back, you know. Um, so I suppose yeah, Boba, he's, he's Boba would, Sorry, I was just going to say, Boba would, would be there sitting on, on the old throne then still, I'm guessing, wouldn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Over in Moss Eisley. yeah. Nice. So, um, but it's weird that she didn't quite know about that. So, oh, well, she obviously did, but yeah, the hut's back. And then, um, yeah, he's just he's just obsessed about this IG unit, isn't he? He just wouldn't let it go. But then luckily she just obviously said, no, this, this guy's good enough. And he can autopilot, which obviously was handy a little bit later on. <laughs> <laughs> I t- yeah, I just thought it was a bit like, um, hopefully we're going to leave IG 11 alone now, touch wood. Yeah. Yeah. Was, it was fun, like as a little, a little bit of like, oh yeah, remember that guy and everything. But I, I don't like, we don't need a side mission where he needs to go and find a, a motivator or an alternator. For him, <laughs> do you know what a, I mean? whole, a whole episode trying to look for a Nubian. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, mind you, half of the, one of the films is all about looking yeah, exactly. Done about an hour looking for one spare part, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been during Bunter Bunter week then. Yeah. Know? classic you know what I mean that's why it's quite busy yeah busy in those cafe scenes will make sense now doesn't it (laughs) yeah I saw um, I saw online today funnily enough someone was going on about like oh there's no there's no consistency in this new series of the Mandalorian because like he's obsessed with this IG droid and and now he's got to go on a side mission to find the parts to like it's just boring like all these little like like side missions and everything and I was like I was like so what do you want him to do go go to see that woman old Amy Sedaris and then and then just hang around for like three episodes while the Jawas go off and get these parts and bring them back yeah you just want him to like sit around and go go to the cantina and have a meal and and mooch around town and do what then yeah she you know mentioned I mean? the cantina didn't she. She did, yeah. She, she's. I mean, that scene was f- packed full of little gems, really. Um, and obviously, Grogu jumping out, leaping out, and saying some words, and then she said, oh, "What did you say? New word? The first word?" And you know, he did mama some sort of word, didn't he? But um, mama some mm-hmm. sort of word. But I don't know if it was her name, but um, yeah. And then obviously, been leaping about. He's got that little Yoda leap about him, hasn't he? Yeah, already. He's got that old little front flip on the go, isn't he? So yeah, he did it which twice, we saw. Yeah, which we saw, didn't we, with old Luke when he was doing the training? 
I think so because he was doing the stepping stone thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And he was like doing some long jumps and stuff. Yeah. Um. So he's obviously he's been practicing that in his bedroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he's 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 growing up. Yeah, that's good. Uh, but I like the fact that he still acts like a bit of a baby when he gets like scared and stuff, even though he's like yeah, like fifty, fifty-five years old or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that race is a slow burner in that. <laughs> well, when you, consider, when you consider what Yoda was like when he was like, yeah, like in his late hundreds, I mean, yeah, he's very, he's very wise, he's very, um, still pretty spry, you know what I mean, and all that. So, yeah, they certainly grow up into something pretty, uh, pretty commendable. Do you think Grogu's gonna have a little side series? What after this, yeah, if they if, if they wrap up Mandalorian in this season. Um, they might be tempted to do another season. I don't know. It depends on what happens, obviously. But um, I wonder if they're, you know, sort of going to give Gro like a, a sort of a series when he's all grown up and then, yeah, you maybe. Know, sort of kind of maybe sort of sequel sort of time, you know what I mean? Because he'd be yeah. like 400 then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Two, like, because two things. I think the first thing I think I remember reading the other day that Favreau has come out and said that he's already got series four written. Oh, okay. So yeah, they are doing that. I, I think, I think I read that. I don't yeah. quote me a hundred percent. And the second one for my money. And again, I've seen people spitball this idea around. Um, I think they could easily do something with like maybe Ray and Grogu in the future. Mm. Do like a could do like a film like because obviously Grogu's very popular with a lot of the fan base. Maybe they maybe that's the hat that they um, hang. Oh no, so I got it mixed up. That's what was they might hang their hat on the fact that he is that popular to like maybe bring back a film. Um, yeah, Daisy Ridley said that she'd be up for maybe doing it again. Have you seen Adam Driver's come out and said, "I want everyone to forget I was ever Kylo Ren." Oh no. <laughs> He's yeah. yeah i think someone in an interview asked him if he'd ever like be up for like reprising the role or like doing whatever i don't know whatever they could do and he was just like no nah, i want everyone to kind of forget that i did it sort of thing i think it's quite, i think but more because he doesn't want to be pigeonholed as just that one character for the rest of his sort of career or whatever but yeah um in black and white it looks quite harsh um but yeah, they could they could do to answer your question, mate. I think that I think they'll definitely do something with him. But then my thought is, if they do, will they then turn the character into like a sort of a CGI like Yoda? Yeah, rather than being like the puppet and everything. Totally, yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. But that was just a side thought when I thought, oh, maybe you know, sort of in season four. But if they, yeah, they might have a season four, like you said, but. Um, but yeah, so going back to the obviously the episode, they go fly down into Mandalore. We stay on target. We're staying on mission. <laughs> sort of, sort of stay in the little car park area for a while while they <laughs> test the atmosphere. R four just runs off. Sorry, R four. I keep on going R four. R five. Get me numbers wrong. <laughs> yeah, that, that that bit definitely looked like it was being shot on the volume because it was like it looked like a semicircle and the ship yeah. was at one end and then they just literally like. Bill Rock. <laughs> yeah. Rock then went behind the set like a theatre. Yeah, yeah. He just, got, just went in the wings. Oh, he's gone. Um, it, yeah, yeah, R5. Uh, R4 is Obi-Wan's, isn't it? R5. Um, That's it. He, uh, he disappears and then obviously he's like, okay, I'm going to test the atmosphere. Goes out there because he's got some special mask under a mask and he's fine. Could he not um, have just done that in the first place? <laughs> we've we've gone along, you know. We've we've got again. Maybe it's a slight distraction. Maybe I was wrong, but yeah, we've gotten to Tatooine and come back, and you know, now we pick up this unit, and then yeah, he could have gone and just test it. But I suppose later when they find him, they come back, don't they? And then he has a little poke about in the atmosphere on the, on his on his sort of screen, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was basically to hammer home the point. Oh, yes, the air is breathable. So, you know, like everyone can just get it. (laughs) Yeah. So, but I mean, obviously, yeah, when they go in the cave and uh, sort of there, that's sort of the start of the mine and the cave and obviously meet those sort of beastie 
things. They're quite, I mean, they're quite tasty, aren't they? So that was quite a good little fight. Yeah. They're still struggling with the old dark saber, isn't he? So like, oh fuck, this is really heavy, you know. Yeah, that was really great actually. When he first whipped mm. it out, and you're like, "Oh, this is going to get juicy," but then he kind of like dropped it. it like, yeah, oh, yeah, he can't wield it, can he? Um, um, that was pretty good. And then obviously, they, I mean the the I mean the big city was really good. It was really vast, wasn't it? Mm. Obviously, proper bombed out as we um, would expect. But yeah, I mean, and then obviously goes quite far down, goes through a few sewers. There's a few crocodile dragons kicking about. <laughs> Um, and then they got little torches on the. I mean, that was quite cool. <laughs> like he's got a little torch on the side of his little helmet. And then Grogu's got one on the on his little on his little pod. Yeah, comes yeah. standard. That's quite, yeah, comes a standard. Yeah, comes a standard. <laughs> just an added um, added not an added extra. Just comes a standard that. But it was quite like it was a nice shot of the pair of them walking through, mm. like just like turning their heads and stuff like to look. And it was like yeah. It's quite really nice and atmospheric. I like the thought I had was when they were doing all of that, like obviously Mandalore got bombed out and it was like everyone thought it was like off limits and stuff. But like you know when you're a kid, how enticing like a building site looks. Yeah. And you want to just go in there and like have a little climb around and explore it and stuff. Like Yeah. You just imagine someone being like, let's just jump in the ship and like go to Mandalore and like as long as we don't die on entry. Should we just go and have a little explore? Do you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, no, that is that's a good point because it's yeah, it's very vast. Yeah, right. Just go for a it's laugh, wouldn't you? Just, just for a few yeah, hours. Just, yeah. Let's go to Mandalore. See what's going on. Yeah, let's go and check it out. Let's go and find some green rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then yeah, they kind of find some Mandalorian helmets, don't they? In the old buried in the sand and then he sort of gets caught by the big I don't know what he called it really big machine which is which is run by an eyeball mate I that threw me for a loop completely because I thought it was just a mechanical spider thing to start yeah with. yeah and then, yeah you see the eyeball and you're just like wait is there like some there's like a human living inside it or whatever yeah um I'm hoping there's going to be some sort of um like character analysis on that somewhere, maybe on Wikipedia or like if they bring out a visual guide or something, because I really want to know what it what it is now. Yeah, I mean, it's very persistent. Um, <clears throat> not after, Obviously, he's been waiting a long, long time for a Mandalorian to kind of kick by because there's quite a lot of sort of helmets kicking about, isn't there, when he gets trapped in the little cage in the spider thing. and then Yeah, but it was it was trying to drain his blood, though, and I don't... I'm, yeah. And then, I'd like to know why he was doing that as well. Yeah, and then obviously he gets like plugged in and that was pretty dark as well and then suddenly there's like eyeball it kind of reminded me of you know remember teenage mutant turtles with krang yes brain yes. obviously he was a brain not an eyeball but he sort of lived in the human being didn't he <laughs> the cartoon version yeah he had that kind of big automaton thing it looked like he had like 3d specs on yeah, yeah, it's like this human being, but obviously he lived in his stomach, didn't he? Not in his head for some reason. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He was in his stomach. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why it sort of reminded me of that, but um, no, no, it's a good point because it did me as well. To be fair, um, I, I thought the front of the the spider itself as well looked very reminiscent of um, the fly with Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, like once he'd like completely like metamorphosized into the fly. Just yeah, the way like the fangs hang down and everything, and I was like, Oh, like that took me back as well. Yeah, yeah, it was quite, yeah. Um, and then obviously, yeah, he goes, Get bulk tang, and then obviously, then old the pod went like a fucking really fast little moped, didn't it? It fucking flew by, didn't it? It flew by, although just before that, he tried to help him, didn't he, by using the force? That's true, yeah, he did try to help him, yeah, yeah, he didn't it was quite. quite... Get, quite caught up yeah he's, he's quite unlucky was he yeah. trying to unlock the cage or was he trying to push push the button i think he was trying it? to push it over or push the yeah it was kind of like well it showed a close-up of sort of it shaking didn't it but then it looked like it was stuck mm. and then he just went get bulky tang so it's like okay fine <laughs> off he oh. went off he zoomed off the old croc dragon f- after him yeah did you not? Uh, did you not think that a lot of the stuff in this episode happened really quickly? Yeah, 
you know considering what I mean? Considering we only really one location, and yeah, it did. It was. It did. Fly, it did really fly by. It was literally just like go and get go get Bo Katan, and then it's like you just see him like exiting up the canyon and everything, and then it's like mm. he's in the ship, and then he's on the planet, and she's like download the droid's memory. We're going, we're going to find him, and then they're both in there, back down there, back down the shaft and everything. It's yeah, just happened, because like, really quick. I suppose you have to be because obviously the first time they go down, that's sort of to establish how long this walk is, I suppose, and then. But sort of go backwards and forwards, like you're going backwards and then you're coming back down again, and you can't really sh- keep showing how long this walk is because it'd be like two hours, is it? You know I mean? Well, like, there's some people out there that would like that because you know they, they don't want Din going off to get a spare part for a droid or anything. You know what I mean? No, so. no, he's well, he can't get anything spare. He's locked up. <laughs> he's banged up. But that was good though. When she like, but do you know what though? It was a bit menacing when the, she, they saw the ship coming back into land, and she was like, yeah. right, "I'm going to go and sort this out once and for all." Yes, I was yes. like, "Oh, okay." I thought it was. Yeah, I thought that was slightly odd how she really changed her. Right, I'm going to get rid of them. They, they're really right. Yeah, I'm going to kill him or whatever. You know, I'm, he's really kind of getting to me. This is just enough is enough. Mm. Obviously, then obviously Grogu just pops out and she's oh, is he in trouble? All right, then I'll get my ship. <laughs> it's like, hang on a minute, you want to fucking kill him a minute ago. Yeah, but they also <laughs> as well though, he did set, tell her that they were going to Mandalore and the fact that they've mm. come back shows yes. that like Grogu obviously survived. So, you know, she, she must have been thinking internally, well, if they've been down there, then I can mm. I can go there, you know. Yeah. So and so yeah, I mean they... she, did, she did have a change of heart to be like okay we'll go and like rescue because like for the whole rest of the episode it was literally like she rescues him she's like teaching him a bit of the history yes she rescues him again it's like you know it's not as if she just went right I've, I've helped you get out of the cage and i'm fucking off again it's she sticks around well yeah i mean obviously she then gets down there and feel you know fights the old um eyeball and she picks up that black you know the old dark saber and she's fucking great at it, isn't she? Yeah, she's got she's got it down. She's obviously. I mean, we know she's used it before. Obviously, oh, she had it for a long time. So I thought she was going to half inch it actually, and just. Be I like, thought this so is too. Mine I now. thought, I thought she was going to think, well, he's not going to make it, or you know, like, yeah, he's sort of given it to me, or I don't know. There's some sort of unwritten rule that we don't know about, like if the bearer is unconscious. You can pick it up, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, oh, did you not know about that rule? But yeah, so yeah, obviously she rescues him there, and I thought that was a great little fight with the eyeball because then the eyeball then suddenly dies and it fucking comes alive again, Johnny Five time, and then he crawls into the big, big, big spider again. Mate, that that was freaky. It just kind of like it kind of like kept breaking itself down into yeah. small parts and scuttling off, and then like coming back again. It was like, yeah. That, honestly, I'm so intrigued by that. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, do what is what is this thing? Definitely. Um, and then, uh, well, sort of, yeah. And then obviously she sort of rescues him, and then they have that. And then she's obviously telling them about it, um, sort of what happened, and. And then, yeah, I mean, he's obviously like massive believer in this religion. And she's like, oh, come on, it's just a kid's story. And, you know, like she's really sort of dismissive about it. He's like, no, I want to go and see the lake or, you know, whatever he calls it. I want to see he the wants lake. To go, he wants to go down yeah. the old pissy alleyway, doesn't he? In the yeah. Civic and she's like, and she's like, <laughs> she wants to go to the Civic Center. She's like, oh, all right, you're never going to find it. I'll show you where it is. <laughs> and I thought it was really funny. Like, was it. Um, She's cooking him something, right? Yeah. I'm sure she says, like, pog, pog soup or something. Pog soup. Yeah, she was like, Mandalorians get weaned on it, like, from birth, basically. <laughs> yeah, like, it was kind of, like, reminded me of, like, ages ago I went to film this, like, Jewish family, and they said, oh, you've never had chicken soup before. <laughs> like, as if I had, it's like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not Jewish. But, like, you know, like... I would have Jewish chicken soup. I've not grown it. You gotta have chicken soup. Like and it reminded me of that. Like you've never had pog soup before. <laughs> like, like, it was kind of like, no, why would I? I've never lived here. I've never been here before. <laughs> what do you mean chicken soup though? That's you must so, have yeah, had chicken soup. Yeah, I've had chicken soup before, but not like the way they do it. Oh, like it's like I don't know, just a special Jewish kind of 
Friday chicken soup, apparently. But you have it when you're ill, you have it when you celebrate, you have it like for all different occasions. A bit like we do with beer. (laughs) (laughs) Depressed, we have it. When we're celebrating, we have it. When we're ill, we have it. (laughs) Um, What do you mean you've never tried bread? (laughs) You must have some. Have some, have some, um, have some pog soup. Yeah, so or pog. I can't remember what it was. Pog or pog. And um, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, that was that was quite funny. Yeah, about the children's stories, I thought was quite funny as well. And then that's when he started doing that sort of line about we're scattered across the galaxy, and so I think, oh, hang on a minute, we're getting somewhere now. You know, mm. trying to bring them all together, are we? Or there is a little underlying mission here. Oh, um, do you know what I've just thought? You've reminded me, because in the trailer, there's that shot of a load of Mandal- Mandalorians on Navarro, right? Yes. And they're having a bit of a battle. Maybe maybe later on in the series, when he's he's got a band of them together, um, maybe they go to Navarro for whatever reason, but the, the reason could be that old, the high... What's his name? High administrator, high counsellor. What's his title? No, it's not king. I know. I keep calling him the king. I jokingly call him the king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. High ambassador, high... high... I can't remember now. He makes a joke. Not a joke, but he he gets a bit annoyed. Yeah, he makes sure he gets annoyed with the droid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But anyway, maybe because um, a load of pirates have banded together because they want to go and take take him on because he, like, upset one of them. Yeah. So maybe that could be the little warm up before like the Mandalorians go off to fight whoever the biggest the bigger threat is or whatever. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think there's definitely something about that. Cause he's he hasn't got any security. When we mentioned this last week, he just hasn't got any security. He's got no army, he's got, you know older Shiraz, she's gone, isn't she? <laughs> Shira. <laughs> And that's why he's trying to entice Mando to, to uh, you know, sit on the beach and just be be the security. Yeah, but I love that though because he proper sells it to him like, oh, just come on, I'll give you a nice plot of land. You can have a little house. You can be landed gentry. Oh, by the way, we need a marshal. Yeah, could you be the marshal? <laughs> I won't ask you yet. Have the land first. Have the land, get settled, and then you do a bit of work. Yeah. Um, but if you, so when they done the recap, sorry, just going right back to the beginning of the episode when you've got, um, I think he's, he's having a chat with the armorer and she says there's going to be a new age for the Mandalore when a new, you know what I mean? So she saw, they've obviously pulled that bit out to set this up as a new, new age, which we know this is going to be, but sort of another little sort of part of confirming that I think. Yes. Yeah. Like what the but what's interesting, obviously, they're having their chicken soup, and then they go to sort of the to sort of get, go to the go to the water, um, and he's obviously doing his sort of baptism. Yeah, so he can obviously. go and have a little bath or whatever. Yeah, so he goes in there a little bath, saying, "I'm a man of the law. Won't you take off me armor." Or all the kind of rendition he has to say. So obviously, then gets sucked down by something. We assume it's some sort of beast, but don't actually see him get pulled down by anything until she jumps in and she's like, oh, fuck, I've got to rescue him again. I mean, and what I will was... say is he went under the water really quick. Mm. But like when Bo-Katan goes in to rescue him, she's swimming for a long time. Yeah. Like, he goes proper... That's what I'm a bit confused with. Like, obviously, there, whether it was some sort of force that pulled him down. Like, the way he goes down looks like something's just pulled him down, right? Mm. Like, you know, like... um like uh, in in the New Hope, you know, when they're in the little container, the the garbage, yeah, like the dino, you know, the, the yeah, yeah. yeah. So he just, yeah, so he just pulls them down. But obviously, you're right. She jumps in. Her rocket through the water looked amazing. She's going some, and he's nowhere to be seen. And she finds him at, right at the bottom, with nothing around him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there's not, so I don't know if it's some sort of kind of like we find out that. The next person to go in has to be the King of Mandalore or whatever, or the High <laughs> high Priest or whatever we're going to call it. Do you know what I mean? Whether there's a little backstory around this. Obviously, she goes down, she pulls him up, they find some sort of, they wake up some sort of 
Phantom Menace crocodile thing, but there's always a bigger fish, <laughs> which I thought that was was. <laughs> Get out of there. Obviously, then there's a massive close-up of her, her in a helmet still. Now, is that sort of her wondering that something like that's happened, or is it just because there's this big beast that's going to come out and eat them? So, do you know what I mean? So it's. I think I think you've you've missed the point of of like. So I think the beast is the thing that's supposed to have pulled him in. I think so. Yeah. But the beast is it's actually a, it's supposed to be a mythosaur. Oh, right. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Which is um, like the, obviously the symbol of the of a lot of the oh, Mandalorians. Of the Mandalorians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's and why they, her shock is so. Yes, you know what I mean, she's so. Yeah. Even though you can't see her face. Yeah, because she's like, oh my god, because she was saying, wasn't she? Oh, like mythosaur used to li- like live in the in the yes the under the the mines and everything. And there's actually one like there. Um, so automatically as the credits were rolling, I was like, he's going to like, he's going to do, cause in, in the holiday special, when they first introduced Boba Fett in that little cartoon, do you remember? Yeah. yeah. He's riding a mythosaur in part of that. <laughs> and I've, if they don't recreate that with Din at some point in this, because remember, oh Bob had, oh Bob had the rancor, didn't he? So he if, did. he if he doesn't get to ride the Mythosaur, mate, <laughs> we're gonna riot. I didn't see it as I didn't know it was a myth. Like, yeah, I just didn't clock it. Like, I didn't put two and two together, but that makes perfect sense. And that's why she's so like, oh shit, they're still here, and yeah, like it's not a thing that went way before her time. You know what I mean? Like, it's actually been living there. Mm, it's mental. It's mental. And I wonder now, what do you think it's going to do to her? Is she going to start really believing again and keeping her helmet on? And, and I mean, she might because if know, the last shot, the last shots of her wearing it, maybe she yes. won't take it off. You know what I mean? Take it off, yeah. Um, but also, she'll go and have a quick dip in the in the in the uh, the well first. Well, so while, just, while you're there, yeah, you might as well because yeah, you've got just... to. She's been taking her helmet off for. 20 odd years or whatever so she's always gone off it's like where's yeah. the Boba Fett <laughs> where's the Robert Fett <laughs> next week on Robert Fett's the gang goes shopping <laughs> they've run out of oranges you're not a man just put your bloody helmet off at least one episode <laughs> you look amazing with it on oh uh, yeah so yeah, so that's uh, yeah, it was a good way to end it because obviously it, it kind of concurred that there's a like, there is a mythosaur knocking about. Yeah, so I think it was a great way to end it. Yeah, mm. I really um, hope just again the story just picks up straight, you know, from that. Particular it it might do, but I mean, if they are going to implement it at some point later on down the line, it's going to be interesting to see how. Mm. Like, I hope they don't just do a Bob of. A, I was going to say Robert Fett then. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't just do a Bob of Fett where. He's like, hold on a minute, I'll be back in a minute, and then he just crashes over the top of a building with a rancor. Like, yeah, I hope they actually kind of show how they either entice it out, or maybe they have to, I don't know, winch it out or something. Like, they have to like build a uh, like uh, from the top down, like a big channel, and have to like yeah. winch it out or something. I don't know. I don't. Well, really... That's a good excuse for a little Mando montage, <laughs> building the winch. <laughs> Back to Tatooine. She ain't got the parts yet. Give her a couple of weeks. But she's got a winch. <laughs> oh, Mando montage, that's what we need. Yeah, yeah, I think... No, I'm really intrigued because I think this is really... Because Bo-Katan is a great character. I mean, one thing I forgot to mention, when she takes on the Alamites, the beasts, mm. and she has a little shield. you remember a little shield on her arm? Yes. That was awesome. I thought that was... Like, She's so she's a great fighter. Mm. Um, obviously, she's sort of dark saber in it all, and you know what I mean. But she's like taking them all on, like really, really good fighter. And then that little that little kind of wrist shield thing was yes. um, was brilliant. You know, yeah. She, she almost touch. looked like she almost looked like a knight, didn't she? With the shield and, yeah. and swords going at it, and um, yeah. I saw something. I saw an interview with Katie Sackoff recently where she was saying that she had like a really good stunt woman like working to do like a lot of a lot of that stuff. But 
she said uh, she said I've got a really wicked knee slide though. So if you ever see Bo-Katan doing a knee slide, you know that's me inside the suit. And that that was the big move she did when she knee slid down the middle and like yeah. cut it from underneath. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, oh, that's what she meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really good yeah, underneath the spine thing. Yeah, um, no, that that was a great little fight as well. I mean that that little sequence from when she sort of picks, she's going to find him and stuff. But yeah, we kind of jump around a bit. But yeah, I felt I thought generally a really again really good episode. Quite different from the first one, which was jumping around a little bit more. Um, with little space battles and go and meet the high priest of Navarro, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, M, the uh, was it the ambassador's reception? Uh, this is winding me up now. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, I don't mind you doing it. I just need to know what his. T- I just <laughs> what his title is. Oh, he's the high, the high magistrate. The high magistrate. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's a, obviously the magistrate in season two, isn't there? She's the one with Ahsoka. Oh yeah, that's right. That that lady that's uh, on the outpost, and then she has yeah. fight with Ahsoka, doesn't she? She was a magistrate. She was not a high one. She's I think she was just bog standard. <laughs> yeah, but she took on a Jedi. To be fair, she did. Or, or she an, an ex Jedi, I should say. Yeah, yeah, she had the ball to do that. She did, she did. Um, but the, every t- I think about that scene every time I go to work at my office, actually, in in London, because the, the the little walkway up to the front doors has got, like, two two sets of, like, sort of rectangle pools and a long straight line to walk down. Oh, okay. It just reminds me of that set every time I go down <laughs> there. <laughs> kind of Japanese garden that she Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take a picture of it for Twitter. Um, yeah next time I go in but uh, yeah follow us on Twitter if you're so inclined at UK SW pod uh, look us up and uh, give us a follow we'd appreciate it yeah start to put some pictures up of what we're talking about like the Southern yeah. Civic Centre obviously needs to go up oh we definitely yeah unfortunately well fortunately or not fortunately there's no smell vision on Twitter so that's good no no <laughs> so um, but yeah, no, I thought it was again really good. I mean, sets up the next episode really well. Um, yeah, keep it coming, keep it coming. This is the way. This is the way. Um, and yeah, it was very much just those sort of kind of obviously the little Tatooine distraction at the beginning, but it's very much just sort of three characters really. Yeah, pretty much, and it was a good way to just reintroduce. Um... Amy Sedaris's um, character as well on Tatooine, mm. just to have her there. Do you know what I mean? It's a little bit more continuity. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's cool. Cool. Well, well, you were watching Bad Batch while I was watching Mandalorian, so yeah, we can talk a bit about Bad Batch. Yeah, yeah. Again, um, just another really, really great episode. I think the deeper we get into the series, mm. um, just the more intrigue is being set up, and we we touched base with uh, Crosshair this episode. He's he's been missing mm. for a little while, obviously working under the auspices of his new um, Empire bosses, etc. But um, we get to check back in on him, and he got drafted into a mission to go to a, a remote outpost. Uh, because there's some supplies have been going missing, etc. But um, yeah, the way it unravelled, I thought was was excellent. Especially the way it it kind of it was a real slow builder, but by the time it got to the conclusion, um, I was enthralled. And then there was like the little coda tagged onto the end as well, which was brilliant because obviously it tied into the the more, the bigger story that was going on in the previous episode. So yeah, what did you think? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought it was a good start, sort of just wait, you know, while he's sort of in the, well, not in the hangar as such, but sort of waiting by the ship for the um, sort of lieutenant, the new lieutenant that comes over to him, who's obviously some sort of English bad guy, um, Emperor. What are you doing? And then obviously he's very anti clone because they were talking about quite again, this anti clone sort of whisperings becoming now, you know sort of like just general kind of like oh, really disgusted by these clones um and obviously as we go through the episodes you know this guy's hatred for clones and then we find out at the end what they're actually what's actually this stash is you know um yeah it's a real obviously a real story 
again that yeah the rise and the the origin of the imperial sort of stormtrooper which is such an iconic thing from you know from the original trilogy um and well from the first film and yeah this is really like you said going into real a lot of depth about sort of how the clones were sort of gone and then the imperial stormtroopers introduced and sort of that sort of crossover and just how these clones are just just sort of disgusted and they're not you know we don't even want to give them any medical help or anything you know so i thought that side of it was really good obviously there's nothing better than an attack in an empire base (laughs) you know like you know yeah let's just attack them you know uh sort of uh these weren't rebels they were raiders but they were like sort of tuscan raiders on hoff (laughs) basically um but yeah no it's a really good and then yeah and then obviously crosshairs obviously from what he finds out he's then beginning obviously you can see sort of has major doubts and then obviously that bit where he kind of at the end where he collapses shoots a lieutenant then is kept alive and we see him wake up and then god knows what's going to happen next with some sort of experiments or you know so yeah really good really good yeah, it was. I mean, it was a. It was a big, like, it's not a massive, like, huge, shocking twist. But the fact that they found out that they were guarding the uniforms for the stormtroopers was yeah. like, it's like just another kick in the teeth for them. Do you know what I mean? It's like you're taking the mick. Like, we're out here in some godforsaken outpost in the middle of nowhere, guarding these boxes. You don't even tell us what are in what was in there anyway, and it turns out to be the new uniforms for your new, like, your new soldiers, basically. Yeah crazy to me that was a bit crazy to me yeah no it's it's really interesting then just sort of yeah, the the deterioration just the and that sort of sets up you know when we go to obi-wan and and then we see the the clone trooper with his helmet you know on the floor begging and again it's sort of into it's all sort of the same serial sort of period but yeah it's just all interwoven really nicely you know um because it's full-on stormtroopers with on obi-wan isn't there in obi-wan yes yeah 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 it's like it's like at the original original design by then so yeah. um yeah because i meant to mention that clone last week when we were talking about this because it's such a powerful image and like i i didn't really expect it within the bad batch to kind of it's kind of like a social commentary really isn't it about how expendable kind of soldiers are and and yeah. how people people some people try and fight for their rights and stuff and other people like that lieutenant just treat them like absolute crap yeah, um, because they're just I think there. particularly, obviously, in America, like veterans and things are obviously a big part of like culture and stuff. So yeah, this is very much the veterans, aren't they? Because they're all like, because at the beginning of this series, they're talking about sort of like being let go and mm. well, what am I going to do now? You know, like, well, you're, you're just fine. You just move on, you know, you're too old kind of thing. Yeah, and that, that one senator's like trying to get a pension plan pushed yeah. through and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it was excellent, and obviously from a bad batch point of view as well, Crosshairs now start was now starting to think, oh, maybe I have made the wrong decision here. Right. Yeah, because you know exactly. he's he's sick of getting treated like that himself, but also the way that Mayday got treated, and then that lieutenant was mm-hmm. like, just get yourself back up and back to work while while you're still useful, sort of thing. And like, yeah, when he shot him, I kind of went, yeah, like that. Well done, Crosshair. Like, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Now that he's now he's kind of in that installation where it looks like they're doing some cloning cloning stuff, hopefully there's going to be a reason for the rest of the squad to have to go there, and they'll end up bumping into him, rescuing him, and they'll the the band will be back together, sort of thing, you know. Yeah, that sort of comes to a bit of a close of the season, you know. Sort of end up rescuing him, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was great that we sort of spent a whole ep on him because, like you say, we haven't seen him in a while and. And he, he again, he's a even though he's obviously turned, he, he's a good, he's a really good character. Even though his eye obviously is the sort of sniper thing, I just always remind me, like, you know, when you like in the old comedies, they used to like put like black pen around binoculars and stuff, <laughs> put the binoculars on, and hey, he's wearing black glasses, you know, <laughs> doing like you know, one of the other bad batches having a laugh, like permanent tattoo. Like, I'll tell you oh. what we do. You know, you know, you know. He loves he, he loves snipers, right? Yeah. <laughs> With a little cross, got his cross there. <laughs> got, the old, got the old boot polish out, right? You're never gonna believe it. <laughs> That's it, boot polish, isn't it? 
Go and have, go and have a look. Go and have a look. <laughs> some sort of World War Two comedy. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, it's really ramping up to like have. I think what is there four episodes to go, and like it's just really ramping up the stakes. Like it's just been such a slow burn, but now I think these next four episodes are really going to hammer home a lot of the cloning stuff, which they're going to try and tie into the Palpatine story, which will then end up in the sequels. Um, And um, hopefully we'll give a bit more sort of clarity and not so much explanation because, you know, we're all grown ups. We can work out what's been going on, but I'm just intrigued to actually see it and and what they're actually doing. And like maybe some of the failed attempts and all that sort of thing would be really interesting. Um, But also like the, the the fate of the, clone squad 99 themselves as well like are they going to end up just cutting themselves adrift and going wandering in the galaxy and could they maybe turn up somewhere later down the line i don't know maybe but we'll yeah see. part of the rebel or they join the rebel alliance well there's always that there's always that fan theory that um one of the rebel soldiers on endor who's got like a really big white beard and he's like an old man and he's like part of the group that just runs around with like a, a blaster and stuff. But like a lot of people have been saying that that's like um, Commander Rex or Commander Cody, one of them. Right, right, right. Um, so like they're trying to sort of like, you know, wreck on that that one particular extra to be to be him. Um, so little things like that you could have, I suppose. But I suppose the Bad Batch are kind of like so distinctive that. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they could do their own another little another spin off when they're a bit older or something. I don't know, but um, yeah. I mean, they could easily be in an episode of Mandalorian. Do you reckon? Yeah, like you know, like Ahsoka. Like, do you know what I mean? Like easily, sort of. Well, maybe more Ahsoka because she knew Rex really well, didn't she? Um. So you know, easily. Yeah, he yeah. could easily pop up. Oh no, he's dead though. No, he didn't die, did he? He's not dead in this, is he? No, he's working no. with um, he's working with Echo at the moment. Yeah, he, like, yeah, yeah. On Coruscant, so yeah, that's it. Yeah, so um, yeah, so there could be a little tie in there, couldn't there? Hmm. Somewhere, but um, <clears throat> but yeah, so um, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, so we we'll keep we we'll could keep talking about that as well. And then um, I saw which you may have seen this this week, I and mean, I think it was Variety, sort of saying that they canned the two films, uh, Rogue Squadron. Oh. Oh. We were only talking about that, weren't we, last week, I think? Um, like, oh, I, I haven't saw... heard anything about, we haven't heard anything about Rogue Squadron, you know. And, no, uh, I saw, I did see a headline about that today, but I didn't read the article. So right. what, what, have they, what have they said then? They're saying that basically, yeah, the two these two movies, which one of, the, one of them was Rogue Squadron and then the other one, Sorry, Rogue, yeah, Rogue Squadron, which is Patty Jenkins, wasn't it? That that one, and yeah. then some sort of untitled Star Wars movie with Kevin, Kevin Feige. Yeah, that's it. Um, he was rumored to do one as well, um, and that has also been shelved. But I don't, I've not seen rumors about that that last one. But obviously, we saw the the little teaser of Rogue Squadron a few years back, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and yeah, apparently it's been shelved, but then they have, they are going to announce some more movies <laughs> in the new, like you said, we've, we've got Star Wars um, <clears throat> thingy coming up, haven't we? Celebration, yeah. Celebration. Um, some sort of untitled Star Wars film in 2025, so. Oh, right, okay. But is that going to be, is that the one with um, a Taika Waititi doing it, or is it? Possibly, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you wouldn't think Rogue, a Rogue Squadron film would be that difficult to get off the ground, right? Because it's literally just going to be about a bunch of pilots that work in the rebellion. I think there's something more political going on there, obviously. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. No, I'm know, sure there between is. Between old yeah. Kathleen Kennedy and, and Disney and, you know, we've because those sequels didn't go as well as they should have done. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. And obviously they now focused all on Disney Plus, but I don't know if they're going to go back to cinema again or keep doing more series because some of those have been canned. Some of them we haven't even heard about, like Lando and stuff like that. Yeah, good shout, mate. Good shout. I mean, we've got the Skeleton Crew 
is I think it's almost I think it's like going towards the end of um, production. I think that yeah. So we know about obviously Andor season two. Yeah, the Skeleton a- crew and yeah. acolyte. Acolyte, yeah. So and obviously Ahsoka. So we know about those four. Definitely, uh, you know, in different parts of production, <clears throat> but actual movies, which we thought was going to be Rogue Squadron, will be the next one, and it should be coming up soon. As yeah, not happening. Wow. Okay. Okay, good update, good update. I think, um, well, if they're going to announce something next month, it's not long to wait. And if they're mooting 2025, that's only roughly, that's only going to be like a year and a half away now, really. So Mm. will it be a standalone or will they try and do something that will become another trilogy? That's one question to ask. Mm. Even if it's something completely brand new, but will it be something that they will hope the first film can spin off or will they do will they write three scripts straight off the bat or will they just do a standalone like a rogue squadron but on a different subject? Yeah. Mm. I feel that Favreau is gonna he he's gonna be involved a lot more. Just because Mandalorian's done so well, you know, and mm. he's obviously sort of wrote and exec produced, you know, alongside Dave. Dave um, and that seems to be sort of the, the success story of anything in Star Wars. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, because I think they need them. You know, the guy at Marvel, um, who's been like their genius that's managed to sort of be the exec head of Marvel. Basically, he's you know, he, I think they're trying to. That was meant to be Kathleen Kennedy, but obviously that's not really worked out. And I feel that maybe Favreau might take that role a bit more and she might just be sort of pushed in the background to one side. Yeah, well, that's that's what that Kevin Feige is. That yeah, is sorry, Kevin Marvel. Feige. Yeah, that's yeah. him, isn't it? That's the Marvel so, guy. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, because Favreau did the first Iron Man, didn't he? And he's been very much involved yeah. in a lot. Like, he's obviously like starred in quite a few of the films, but like he knows how it all works. So maybe he's picked yeah, up. Yeah, well, he, d- he dabbled with Disney, didn't he? He went from obviously done the Iron Man stuff, then went Disney, like Jungle Book, Lion King... I made them all sort of, you know, those films, and then they were massively successful for Disney. So then he's obviously moved over to the Star Wars store stuff. And I think, I don't know. Yeah, he yeah he knows it. And well, yeah. maybe maybe if they maybe if what he says is true or what I read is true that he's already written like basically series four of Mando. Yeah, I mean he could still like kind of exec produce it and go off and do a film over the next yeah. couple of years because the script, if the scripts have been written or like, or, or basically written, then, you know, the blueprints are there and you can, he, the team that he works with, like the directors that he works with and everything and the, the crew, they all know yeah. what to do. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't need to really yeah. be on set every single day. Yeah. Um, so if he's had a, a movie idea or if they're kicking ideas around and they, they're saying that they want him to, to direct it, then, could be a possibility. I suppose we've only got a month or so to wait, haven't we? Really, and we can we find out something out. We find out celebration. Yeah, yeah. Fingers Happy crossed. days. All right. Um, then, what, 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 what other news have you got? Yeah, I was just going to say one one thing I wanted to bring to the table that I saw a couple of days ago was um, you know Rogue One, all the hoo ha about who filmed what and and you yeah. know who, who wrote the what endings, and all that. Yeah, yeah. The Disney ending, which was they fell in love, and then there was the non Disney ending, which is the end of we know. That's it. So, uh, do you remember that guy, Freddie Prince Jr. from um, "She's All That"? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, I that, that that bloke. He does the voice of um, Kanan in Rebels. Okay. He, he was on a podcast recently, and he they were asking him. They were asking him like, "Oh, do you have any like gossip or like sort of like behind the scenes info and all that sort of stuff?" And he came out and said, oh, I, I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, oh, I don't really know if I should say this, but, you know, it's been ages now, so I don't really care. But apparently Dave Filoni was the guy that di- that was, like, shot and directed the Vader walkway scene at the end. Because uh, that, that, that wasn't in the original, was it? Yeah, so, yeah, so, so... so Basically, he said that, and it's like some of the sort of higher ups at Lucasfilm have been on Twitter saying, "No, this that's that's complete bullshit." Um, right. And it turns out that 
actually Gareth Edwards like actually filmed the scenes and everything. Like even that one. All oh, right. So Tony, I think Tony Gilroy might have suggested it, maybe wrote it, but like Gareth Edwards was the one that actually shot it. Oh, well, um, he did film it then. Yeah, because if you think about it, it does make sense because he's in it as well. Like he he plays, yeah, um, the the one that pulls the the um, the, the handle lever down. to like let the ship yeah. go. Um, so he was he was definitely there. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting because, to my mind, I always thought that he did the basic film, and then Tony Gilroy came in and like like tweaked a load of stuff, including adding that in. But apparently, Edwards shot it all because I, I sent a tweet, I sent a, a reply to um, a guy that works at Lucasfilm, um, just saying, "Oh, I thought Gareth Edwards shot the, the Vader scene when he's talking to Krennic." And Tony Gilroy did the hallway, and he just wrote back to me very kindly and said, "No, Gareth, that was all Gareth." So, all right, yeah. So, I don't know oh, what talking to Lucasfilm, mate. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, well, I'll try and get him on the pod, shall I? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then someone we'll who well, I bet you have we have to sign like like five hundred page contracts. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fucking Disney lawyers onto our ass. Oh, mate. Oh, mate we're just speculating. We don't need a contract. <laughs> it's not worth the paper it's printed on. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I thought that was quite interesting. And uh, also for someone like Prince Junior to just blase the... Like, yeah. Like, he, kind of said, he, said, he kind of said, I might misremember. I'm not sure. But like, I mean, it's a pretty big thing to say. Dave Filoni shot the hallway scene in Rogue One. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a big statement. Yeah. Yeah. Because Filoni's come out and said that he was really like grateful to the fact that he was allowed to go on set of, I, I think, The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, and maybe he was there for Rogue One, some of Rogue One as well. Because mm. like when they were getting like the Mandalorian up and running and everything, and he's like the showrunner, so he wanted to get sort of like because he's been working in animation for like for so long, he wanted to get yeah. a feel for it. it would be like behind the camera and everything and blah yeah. blah. And he said Ryan Johnson especially was very accommodating and let him get like real up close and personal with the equipment and all that stuff. Um, oh, Star Wars' so, yeah. favourite director, Ryan Johnson. Oh, Ryan Johnson. Oh, that oh, name divides what, the what fan base. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that what name. an edge. Hashtag Star Wars. Oh, my God. Twitter will explode. That name no longer has any meaning for me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, mate. Um, yeah, it's good. Oh, that is very good. Yeah, good bit of insight there. For his mate, the Lucas film. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, his name's not Mike Zero, is it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike. <laughs> I got some great, got some great Star Wars news for you. There might be a film in the next fifteen years. You heard it here first. <laughs> I was talking to a friend of Lucasfilm. Okay, <laughs> Lucasfilm. At least yours is on Twitter and everyone can sort of see it. Well, shout out to Pablo Hidalgo. That's the guy. And yeah. ev- like everyone, well, not everyone, a lot of people in the fandom know who he is. Um, he, he comes in for a lot of shit sometimes because people, especially like with the sequel trilogy, like people threw a lot of like slings and arrows at him. And he was really like, like there to be like a consultant for like, cause Ryan Johnson might not necessarily know everything about star Wars law, for example. Right. Right. So he'd be part of the team that would be like, yeah, you can have a, a blue lightsaber, but no, you can't have like a triple bladed blaster that shoots off into the atmosphere and blows up a planet or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't have different color milk. You can- <laughs> Johnson's like, fuck that green. Yeah, <laughs> fucking ignored me. He's got green milk. I'm the director <laughs> and the writer. He, mate, he tucked him up like a kipper. He wrote it and directed it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, we'll be back next week when we do have another look at Mando and Bad Batch, and if there's any more news. And uh, yeah, thanks everyone for having a listen. Really appreciate it. And yeah. uh, James is on the old Twitter all the time. I did come off Twitter, but I am actually back on Twitter now, so I should actually contribute a little bit, even if he's just put some pictures up. Yeah. 
good man. Yeah, get involved, get involved. Um, at UK Star Wars Pod. If you're not already following us, then please do and come and say hi. And if there's any topics you'd like us to cover, um, hopefully we're going to get a couple of uh, guests on uh, some of the future pods again. Been speaking yeah. to some people in the background, so we'll let you know if any of those come to fruition. But yeah, next week more Bad Batch, more Mandalorian. Yeah, I think after once Mando finishes, we do need to do an ep where we're talking about the best Mando distracted episode. Yeah. Our most favourite and our most worst Mando distracted because we don't know how many distractions are coming up in this series, but hopefully there won't be any, but there might be. You know, you might get distracted. But yeah, well, I you think know, we'll definitely dedicate it. <laughs> like, just to go back to the season one and season two. <laughs> just you know, recap on the frog story. <laughs> you know when he's walking down the, the in the cave towards the mines and stuff like just imagine like a long shot of him just walking and then you just see him look off to his left like that and, it, and it's like something shiny in the distance he's like oh it's just like you I'll see him you out. You just see yeah, wandering to the left and then <laughs> Gregory's like <laughs> where are you going <laughs> subtitle where the fuck are you going dad <laughs> stay on target for once that's a anyway, movie. we'll definitely do that episode once this is all finished because we, we need to look look back and research the most distracted episodes <laughs> and rank them. Well, we can stick the whole of Book of Boba Fett in there for a start. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Just stick the whole series in there. <laughs> um, cool. All right, mate. Well, I'll see you next week. Yeah, pleasure, mate, as always. And may the force be with you all. Starting our approach, deactivate the security shield. Security deflective shield will be deactivated when we have confirmation of your code transmission. Stand by. <laughs>